1: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And this is Payne.TV slash gold. All right, folks. Now, Now, let me just make myself clear here. I've said it before, but recognizing that the government is completely corrupt, recognizing that political correctness is horrible, recognizing that censorship is terrible, recognizing all of these things is fantastic. Now, you have to have an idea. uh, Like, look, if you were just weeding out corruption and stomping out this crazy leftism to try to keep the constitutional republic intact is one thing. But if you're advocating tearing it down, so if you're Bernie Sanders on the left and he's going, yo, yo, I'm a, I'm a democratic socialist, uh, yo, democratic socialist, point oh one of the people loved, you know, that kind of guy, well, he's telling you what he is. Now, coming out of this new right, you're going to start to see, again, we covered it the other day, but there's more depth in this article uh, to this, that the idea is, is to, tear it down to install this techno fascist state and i don't want to sound like a broken record but this is very important because this isn't just some movement of kooks folks peter thiel as you can see he is embedded all over the government his software his companies are embedded all over the government his money is behind elon musk the largest sort of face-forward consumer version of transhumanism. His money is behind all these people. So it's a very powerful movement, and there is nothing countering this. What is countering this movement besides me, besides you, besides a few other little truly independent podcasts out there? nothing is actually speaking out against this movement they say ted cruz and these guys go to NatCon, controlled by peter thiel and speak in front of these groups of people so who is actually going to stand up against the technocracy if peter thiel is the head of the technocracy throwing all this money out there and no one on the left is countering this They're walking on board with it. They walked around and took the jabs and the boosters. Ran around saying, trust the science. Trust the science. You're not allowed in my house if you don't wear a mask. We love everyone. We love open borders. We love transgenders. We love everything. We love the end of humanity. Save the planet. Climate change. Stop eating meat. Eat 3D printed meat. So the left is totally on board with the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and Peter Thiel is driving this new right movement into the arms of the Fourth Industrial Revolution and the technocracy. The Fourth Industrial Reich, we make fun of that, right? It's the Fourth Industrial Reich. But Peter Thiel is backing this movement, talking about actually installing a techno-fascist king. So you see now it's from both sides. It's one movement. Once again, it's the illusion of a right-left paradigm. And there is no one, no one with power, influence, or wealth, me included, that are actually speaking out against this, folks. I mean, I mean, we're speaking out, but we have no power, no influence, or no wealth. So, who is actually challenging this? Why even... Seriously, and th- this is not to blackmail people, but cheering on politicians if they are not talking about this, about the entire transhumanist technocratic movement and the people behind it, not just World Economic Forum, but right here, Peter Thiel, and possibly, possibly Trump. We'll have to see how this shapes up, but. You know, last I checked, he was still out there pushing the vaccine, the beautiful vaccine. It's going to be great. Get the vaccine. It's incredible. It's beautiful. I'm responsible for it. So fantastic. And then you see him telling Blake Masters, call up Peter Thiel, ask him for more money. He'll get on board. You know, so let's see if Trump becomes part of this goes on to say political reporters, at least the ones who have bothered to write about Yarvin, have often dismissed him as a kook with a readership made up of mostly lonely internet weirdos, fascists, or both. But to ignore him is to underestimate... How Yarvin's ideas, or at least ideas in conversation with his, have become foundational to a whole political and cultural scene that goes much deeper than anything you'd learn from the panels and speeches at an event like NatCon, or how those ideas are going to shape the future of the American right whether or not Vance and Masters win their Senate primaries. I introduced myself, and soon Milius and I were outside smoking as Yarvin and I chatted about whether he'd be willing to talk to me on the record. Very interesting, folks. I mean, do you see anyone on the right besides, I, I mean, I, would call, I, I lean into traditionalism but I don't identify as right or left or as Republican or Democrat or as conservative or liberal anymore. I am pro humanity folks. I am against this war on humanity. I can see what is coming. Uh, and so I don't want to have to live the next 30, 40 years of my life under this, nor do I want my child to have to live under this, which is why I'm willing to at least speak about it. I mean, maybe, Maybe this sparks a movement of people to counter people like Yarvin, to counter the World Economic Forum, but not just for the way that people are doing it. They have to truly understand it. They have to truly understand the power structure and the adoption campaigns being run. And people need to reject Internet of Things and reject the Internet of Body devices and reject this smart technology. If we don't do this, it is a done deal, folks. All right, let's continue. People often struggle with what to make of Thiel's involvement in this ecosystem. Last year, the journalist Max Chafkin published a biography of Thiel titled The Contrarian, in which he described Yarvin as the, quote, house political philosopher, end quote, for a network often called the Thielverse. Now, I went into that short interview with Max on the Contrarian yesterday so that you would know what we are talking about today. So if you did not listen to episode 73, I suggest you do, and then you'll have a little understanding of that and that biographer's feelings on Peter Thiel. I also use it as a teaching moment to show you where the left misdirects uh, their readership. But it's important to understand this. The left is going to publish more of this stuff Than the right, the issue is that the left writes this for the left and then they'll label this new right as right or as conservative when that's not what it is. See, if they were talking about the conservative movement has been hijacked by a technocratic transhumanist, then it would be honest. Well, you're not going to see the right say that you're not going to see the left say that you're only going to see a few small independent shows like this one here say that. Because we are sacrificing getting the Thiel box to try to tell you the truth. It goes on to say the book focuses heavily on Thiel's political maneuverings, describing how he evolved from being a hyper-libertarian to someone who now makes common cause with nationalists and populists. And it explains how Thiel helped both Cruz and Josh Hawley on their paths to the Senate. The contrarian ends with a dark picture of the billionaire trying to extend his political reach ever more overtly by funding and shepherding the campaigns of Masters and Vance. Quote, Masters and Vance are different from Hawley and Cruz, end quote, Shafkin writes. The former two are extensions of Thiel. Right. They're both, uh, as you know, Masters is basically a a Thiel protege. But this is not about, I, I mean, trust me, this is not about Thiel starting to put money behind a bunch of candidates and running them to win. I don't think he needs that, folks. He already is embedded inside the government. Whether it is Republican or Democrat controlled, Peter Thiel still gets the government contracts. Okay. So he's in the government. He is an extension of the state. Peter Thiel is an extension of the state now commanding this new right movement and handing out all of this money to everybody. It says, this is only partly true. It would be just as accurate to say that Thiel has been influenced by the intellectual currents and political critiques of the new right that he's now helping to support. Many of these people are friendly with Thiel or admire him, but are by no means beholden to him. And many of them hold views that would seem to make Thiel a tech oligarch currently worth around $8 billion, who recently resigned from Meta. Uh, formerly Facebook, Board of Directors, their natural enemy. See? Boom. Thank you. Thank you, this author on the left from Vanity Fear, for putting that in there, that these people should look at Thiel not as an enemy, but as the person who wants to commit genocide against humanity. It's bigger than a political enemy, folks. This is bigger than... Uh, old school republican versus old school democrat this is people who want to put a full-fledged technocracy into place while they're partnered with the government already you know the, the, uh, i mean I, I couldn't i probably couldn't even look in thiel's face without spitting on him i mean i'm serious i mean this is serious business we're talking about folks this is a war against humanity And a war to enslave whichever ones they allow to live. And Thiel's money, his companies, his portfolio, his words tell you that he's 100% on board with it. He would love to be the techno king if he could. It says, this new right is heavily populated by people with graduate degrees, so there's a lot of debate about who is in it and whether or not it even exists. At one end are the NACONs, post-liberals, and traditionalist figures like Benedict Option, author Rod Dreyer who envisioned a conservatism reinvigorated by an embrace of localist values religious identity and an active role for the state in promoting everything from marriage to environmental conservatism all right so uh, he wants localist values religious identity but then he wants the state to enforce environmental conservatism so uh, go hang out with Teddy Roosevelt I, I mean seriously like so you're calling for one thing and then you want the other city's people don't even know what they stand for anymore it goes on to say but there's also a highly online set of Substack writers podcasters and anonymous twitter posters quote our true intellectual elite end quote as one pos- podcaster describes them this group encompasses everyone from rich crypto bros and tech executives to back-to-the-landers to to disaffected members of the American intellectual class, like up-in-the-air author Walter Kern, whose fulminations against groupthink and techno-authoritarianism have made him an unlikely champion to the dissonant right and heterodox fringe. Okay, so this guy, Walter Kern, I'll look him up and see where he is today. He says, He is against groupthink and techno-authoritarianism. Well, let's see if it says anything about what he thinks of Peter Thiel, who is obviously all for techno-authoritarianism. Uh, But they share the basic worldview, the individualist liberal ideology, increasingly bureaucratic governments and big tech are all combining into a world that is one tyrannical, chaotic and devoid of the systems of value and morality that give human life richness, richness and meaning, as Blake Masters recently put it, a, quote, dystopian hell world, end quote. Now, you would say, folks, you would say, Dustin. It sounds like they're saying that these people are on our side. But you have to ask yourself, how the hell could they be on our side when their movement is backed by the very man who is funding this and helping build it? I'm going to keep going back to that point because we have to drill this home, folks. There is nothing, nothing related to freedom, liberty or human autonomy that comes from Peter Thiel. So these people think they're fighting back against this techno-fascism when in fact they're there embracing techno-fascism. They're all working for these technology companies. I mean, give me a break. Is the whole world on acid? Is everything now mind-controlled under MKUltra? Because this stuff doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? I don't know, folks. Think about it over the break. I'll be right back. This is Dust Dustin Gold with the Dust Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold folks. I wonder what Commander Moore Mike Moore was thinking he was gonna get out of me when he called me up and said Hey, do you want to do a show? And I said, Mike, I don't want to regurgitate everything you're doing. I don't want to be the Sean Hannity to the Rush Limbaugh. I said, I've got a a lot of stuff I've been studying over the years on technocratic transhumanism. And I want to build a show around that. And that is what I'm going to focus on for quite a while. And he said, you can go anywhere you want with this. And so you got it, Mike. All right. So I was supposed to be interviewed by Mike today. That's actually going to take place tomorrow uh, because our schedules did not align for today. So I'll be interviewing with him tomorrow. We're going to talk a lot about this stuff. And I'm going to get his opinions on it. Uh i don't know though folks you got to be careful sometimes because as i said the technocrats that control the syndication software and stuff that we have to use to put out the podcast are the guys that i'm attacking so i'm pretty much in a very uh weird space right now it's not a sound business decision but i got into this you know because of my personal beliefs and my worldview and then also as an opportunity to hopefully make an income doing what I love to do, which is to inform others and to share the research that I'm doing. So I weighed the risks and I said, well, I can't really talk about this stuff unless I start talking about Peter Thiel and some of the other people we're going to introduce over the next several episodes. I can't do this. I can't be honest with you. I can't tell you the full truth if I'm going to sit here and hide things in order to try to insulate myself. So It is what it is, folks. All right, let's continue with this piece. It says, Kern didn't want to put a label on this movement, describing it as a, quote, fractious family of dissenters, end quote, when I called him at his home in Montana, quote, a somewhat new, loose coalition of people whose major concern is that we not end up in a top-down controlled state, end quote. Well, Peter Thiel, the leader of it, definitely wants you in a controlled state. I'd start by throwing him out. Oh, you can't because he funds the movement. It's fake. It's a fraud. They're channeling these people into a line before they put them all on the cattle car. Goes on to say, he told me he didn't consider himself right wing and found some of the anti-democratic ideas he heard expressed in this fear to be, quote, personally chilling, end quote. But he described it as a zone of experimentation and free expression of a kind that was now closed off in America's liberal mainstream. You see that, folks? I told you. This guy gets it. This guy gets it. I told you. This new right, this circus tent full of the world freaks, they move them from one place to another. What was the walk away campaign run by Brandon Straka all about? What were those people walking away from and what did they think they were walking into? And we accepted them. Look, if you said to somebody, you're allowed to come in my home, but when you come in my home, you will not curse in front of my children. You will take off your shoes and put on a pair of slippers. You will be polite to my wife. You won't get drunk and you won't expose yourself all right, And you're welcome into my home. And the person says, look, I'm walking away from all that stuff. I am one of you now. I am part of the Gold family, Dustin. So then that person comes walking into my house and they refuse to take off their shoes. They start cursing. They tell my wife to go F herself and then they pull their Johnson out of their pants And I'm staring at them and they say, well, but I'm part of the gold family. I'm the gold family as they walk around doing exactly what they were doing. And so, folks, you moved the quacks, the wackadoodles out of the so-called liberal leftist movement out of their mainstream. And you brought them into our tent, but they did not change their ways. They did not accept some sort of conservatism, fiscal conservatism or social conservatism. They are the same thing. They are just wearing the proverbial red MAGA hat. That is it. That is all that happened. And meanwhile, you got pushed out the back door of the tent. And now you're standing out there freezing your ass off. Goes on to say, quote, they seem to want a war. The last thing I want is some kind of definitive ideological war, which leaves out the heterodox, complicated, and almost naively open spirit of American politics, end quote. At the ferment is starting to get noticed. Quote, I think that's a really good sign, end quote. One of the hosts of the Dissident Right podcast, the Fed Post, said recently, discussing how Tucker Carlson had just quoted a tweet from one of their guests, quote, this is the kind of burgeoning sect of thought, and it's causing people who are in positions of larger influence and relative power to actually have to start looking into it, end quote. Okay, folks. I told you, Tucker Carlson has brought this Curtis Yarvin on there. Tucker Carlson has praised uh, Peter Thiel. Uh, He just did that little documentary on Blake Masters, promoting Thiel's guy. Tucker Carlson shows up to the game two years late every single time. Talking about the harms of the jabs now. Well, where were you two years ago when Mike Moore was doing it and Maria Albanese was doing it, pal? That just disgusts me. These guys just hijack this stuff as they further drive people into the cattle car to head off on their way to Auschwitz. I mean, this is what is happening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I need to lighten the mood, folks. We need to lighten the mood. That goes on to say, Vance sits somewhere in between these two tendencies. At 37, he's a venture capitalist who is young enough to be exposed to the dissonant online currents. But he's also shaped by the most deeply traditionalist thinking of the American right. He is friends with Yarvin, whom he openly cites as a political influence. And with Dreher, who was there when Vance was baptized into the Catholic Church in 2019. I've been writing about militias and right-wing stirrings in the rural West for years, but I didn't really understand how this alchemy worked until I first met him last July. I'd gone back to Ohio to see my uncle, who was dying of cancer. Vance and I grew up around Cincinnati, immersed in a culture of white rural migrants who had come from coal fields and farm towns to look for work in the cities of the Midwest. We had met as a kind of experiment. I was going to be in a town away, and because my uncle was sick, I was thinking a lot about the place and what it meant to me. On a whim, I asked an editor at a conservative magazine if I could write something from the perspective of a skeptical leftist. Vance suggested that we meet at a diner where my dad had often uh, take me as a kid. He was barely registering in the polls at the time. Vance believes that a well educated and culturally liberal American elite has greatly benefited from globalization, the financialization of our economy, and the growing power of big tech. This has led an Ivy League intellectual and management class, a quasi aristocracy he calls, quote, the regime, end quote, to adopt a set of economic and cultural interests that directly oppose those of people in places like Middletown, Ohio, where he grew up. Yeah, of course, he's working for Peter Thiel, taking Peter Thiel's money for his campaign and espousing Peter Thiel's beliefs. So he's sitting here, JD Vance, complaining about the power of big tech while he's backed by big tech. Does this make any sense to you folks? I'm going to have to wrap my head with duct tape so it doesn't explode. I mean, seriously. How, how does this make any sense? whatsoever. It says, this is a fundamental difference between new right figures like Vance and the Reaganite right-wingers of their parents' generation. To Vance, and he said this, culture war is class warfare. Okay, we understand that, Vance. We understand that culture war is class warfare. But at the same time, I still can't figure out why you're running around uh, kissing the rear. Of Peter Thiel. Uh, so are you guys just vying for whether someone calls themselves on the right is able to take away power from the left and they get to control the technocracy? What is it that we are doing here, gentlemen? Because you are on board with a giant government uh, funded uh, government oligarch, a contractor, Peter Thiel. Seriously, is anyone ever going to ask these people I would get up there at this conference and I'd say that. What are you, nuts? Tell this guy to take his checkbook and get the hell out of here, folks. You want to tear down this technocratic fascism? Let's start by throwing out our leader, who is a techno-fascist. It goes on to say, Vance recently told an interviewer, quote, I got to be honest with you. I don't really care what happens to Ukraine, end quote a flick at the fact that he thinks the American-led global order is as much about enriching defense contractors and think tank types as it is about defending America's interests. J.D. Vance, your boss, your backer, is a defense contractor. What the hell are you talking about? Are these people high on LSD, or are they just trying to gaslight us, folks? and make us feel like we're crazy it goes on quote i do care about the fact that in my community right now the leading cause of death among 18 to 35 year olds is mexican fentanyl end quote yeah how about the government pot and the government psychedelics that your boss is funding you hypocritical oh my god this is Making me upset, folks. It goes on to say his criticisms of big tech as, quote, enemies of Western civilization, end quote, often get lost in the run of Republican outrage over Trump being kicked off Twitter and Facebook, though they do go much deeper than this. Is anyone going to ask him about the enemies of Western civilization, big tech, and its partner, its backer, Peter Thiel, who works for the United States government? who is actually an enemy not just of western civilization but an enemy of the people an enemy of humanity ladies and gentlemen the rise of techno-fascism apparently comes through a bumbling group of idiots called the new right, who have no idea what they stand for. They have no uniform policy. I guess you would call this individualism. That's fantastic. Except the problem is, these morons are helping move forward Techno fascism, ladies and gentlemen. We will continue with this tomorrow because this is very important to understand the way the country is moving. As we are sitting home and we aren't out there active like these people are, they are advancing under the leadership of Peter Thiel, ladies and gentlemen. I am dusted Gold of the Dusty Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash Gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built